This message is from Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. May God bless you as you listen to the Anointed Word of Life. In Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we bless you. We worship you. We glorify you. For the word of God declares, in the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Let that word that you will reveal this morning bring forth understanding. Bring forth hope. Bring forth liberation. That your children who are under the sound of your voice will depart today at the end of this service delivered and properly focused. In Jesus' name we pray. The message this morning is titled, The Choice of Life. Life is a choice. Deuteronomy chapter 30, verses 19 and 20. And I will read. I call heaven and earth to record this day against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. You see, therefore choose life, that both thou and thy seed may live. I've placed before you life and death. I've placed before you blessings and cursing. But this God said, choose life that both thou and thy seed may live. So that not only will you enjoy my own kind of life, generations after you will enjoy what you equally will enjoy. So that when you depart from this place, you will spend eternity in heaven with me and your offspring will equally end up with us in heaven. Because God wants you to build a new foundation. A new foundation for your life. A new foundation for your family. A new foundation for the generation you are going to produce. That will come after you. 20. He said that thou mayest love the Lord thy God. And that thou mayest obey his voice. And that thou mayest cleave unto him. Grip unto him. Why will you grip unto him? For he is thy life. He gives you long life. And the length of thy days. He gives you long life. He gives you abundance in that life. That thou mayest dwell in the land which the Lord swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give them. So that you dwell in that land of prosperity. So that you dwell in that land of fulfillment. In that land of peace the Lord has done for you. And I pray this morning all of us would dwell in that land the Lord has done for us. Today, our great teacher, our Lord and Savior, in his infinite mercy and grace, had deemed the fit to address us on the issue of choice, which is the choice of life. Life is about choices. It doesn't force people. He told Adam and Eve what he expects them, the rules of the kingdom. And when Eve decided to go the other way, he, he didn't force Eve. He saw everything that happened. But Eve made a choice. The husband equally made a choice. He said, from today, I will no longer obey this God. Let me obey the devil who is not lying to me. That that thing the Lord said destroys. devil is telling me it does not destroy. It does not matter. It's a question of the mind. He said, I will no longer trust this God. Let me trust the devil. God did not bother. Because the almighty God is too big. To come and begin to argue with the devil. He wouldn't do that. He will allow you to make a choice. He said, whatever thing a man sows, that he shall reap. The earth is the Lord and the fullness thereof. The earth belongs to him. 
So why must he begin to argue over issues with the devil? Yeah, he's creature. He created you. He equally created the devil. So God cannot bring himself down to the level where he will begin to argue issues over your life with the devil. He wouldn't do that. He gives instruction. He passes commandment. You decide whether to obey or not to obey. He said he has made the earth his fools too. The earth cannot even contain the size of his leg. Why would he come bring himself down to the level? He gives instruction and the enemy will come to argue and he expects him to be into No. He expects you to believe him as your father. Just as we believe that our biological parents will always tell us to do the right thing, lead us to the right direction. That's the way we should expect the almighty God to lead us to the right place. So when Adam made that choice, he said, you have made a choice, Adam. You can no longer remain in my kingdom. You have to depart to another kingdom. We must be careful the kind of choice we make in life. Choice that will not disqualify us from being inheritors of the kingdom of God. Adam and Eve made the wrong choice. They were immediately disqualified. We are enjoying the era of grace. That's why we have done worse things than the people of the New Testament did. And God is still showing mercy. It does not mean that he does not know how to judge. He does not know how to strike. Before, when God strikes, because of one man, he will clear the whole family. Even the rat that is in that house, he will clear. And he declared that family a cause. Everything belongs to that person a cause. That even if you remove one broom, you will equally be cursed from that family. Today we're enjoying his grace. And he has kept on speaking by his grace for us to do the right things, for us to follow the right ways. Whatever choice we make, we definitely live to see the results, spiritually or physically. Some people say, well, I'm a sharp guy. If I do it, I escape. Escape to where? You can commit crime in Nigeria, you escape to Europe. Nobody will know I'm there. But you cannot commit crime against God and humanity and escape from God. Go and ask Jonah what happened to him. Trying to escape from God. He finds himself in the belly of the fish. He cannot, even in death, you cannot escape from God. So we'll be held accountable for the choice we make. What is choice? So it's important we know what we're talking about this morning. Choice is an option. It's a decision. It's an opportunity to choose or select something. It's an option. You have the right to make an option. It's a decision. You have a right to decide what you want. It's an opportunity to choose or select something. The question now is what we want to say is his or her option to Jesus. So if we're talking about option, what is our option? If we have an option to choose, what is the alternative to Jesus? With the unfolding events of the world, daily, Christians or people all over the world are faced with the decision to choose between the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the devil. Choice is about selection of preference. The preference, the selection you make, is about that which is choosing your decision on issues. Choice is the outcome of a decision. The outcome of a decision is your choice. Is this your decision? Yes, that means it's my choice. Today, the Lord wants us to make an outright preference where we belong. What is our genuine decision about the kingdom of God and the kingdom of the devil? 
decision we make today will determine where we will spend eternity. That's why he said, I've said before you, life and death, blessing and cause. He said, choose life. Choice is anything that can be chosen. Choice means going for the best or the most preferable. Deuteronomy 13, 19 and 20 leaves us with the option of choice. Is there anything we can consider as the best or preferable to Jesus? Come with me to the book of Romans chapter 10 verse 10. If we back up to it, he said, but what say it? The word is nigh thee, even in thy mouth. Your word is already in you. We are even in thy mouth and in thy heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. Because out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth does what? Speak it. So that word is in your mouth, it's in your heart. But if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shall believe in thy heart that God has raised him from dead, thou shalt be saved. You must believe, number one, with your heart. You must confess with your what? Man. Then, for with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto what? Salvation. If your heart and mind do not work in agreement with your mouth, you'll be far from making the righteous of life. Your heart must work in agreement with your mouth. It's the act of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. These days we're seeing situations where the mouth will always confess that Jesus is Lord, but the heart will refuse to work in agreement with the confession. We see in so many cases, this is the mind, the heart is no longer working in agreement with the mouth. The two must work in agreement. Should be they say confession brings about possession. Okay, let us make the confession now. Huh? After all, nobody sees my heart. They say confession, no problem, I will make the confession. But the fact remains that we might make the confession 100 times, we might repeat it 100 times, they can never get any form of blessings. Because the mind is not in agreement. For one to make the right choice of life, for one to spend eternity in heaven, one must make sure his or her mouth and mind work in agreement with the principles of the kingdom of God. Today the Lord is talking about his kingdom standard, the kingdom of God principle, the kingdom of God doctrine. Today the doctrine of the world, the standard of the world is fast corrupting the church of the living God and manipulating the kingdom of God's principles to the benefit of the devil. Many accepting the demonic doctrines as revival in churches because they want crowd. All forms of doctrines in churches because they want crowd. Many are seeing those doctrines as bringing for wonderful revival in the church because they want recognition and position in the society. But my God and my master today is saying, and she's saying, that one cannot prefer any option or standard in place of his kingdom standard. His kingdom standard is unchangeable because God is unchangeable. Everything in this world changes, but God remains unchangeable. His standard can never be changed by any scientist, can never be changed through any research because his standard still remains unchangeable. His kingdom principle is unchangeable. Why is it so? 
Because our God is unchangeable God. Come with me to the book of Galatians. Galatians chapter 5, verse 19, please. It says, Now the works of the flesh are manifest. Which are this? Adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lasciviousness, idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envies, murders, drunkenness, revelings, and such like of the which I tell you before, as I have also told you in time past, that they which do such things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. So Galatians chapter 5, 19, classify what could possibly take one to hell. In verse 21, it drops a bond share. Those that do these things shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Anything you worship, you prefer above our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ is an idol. Falls under idolatry. Many pastors are afraid of preaching against this marine sponsor wears for fear of losing their membership. Many pastors are afraid of preaching about the works of flesh for fear of losing their membership, position, and crowd. Today, the book of Mark chapter 8 has a question for all of us. The book of Mark chapter 8 verse 34 to 38. And when he had called the people unto him with his disciples also, he said unto them, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself. Take up his cross and follow me. Whosoever will come after me must deny the things of the world. He must deny himself the things of the world. He must carry his cross the way to my kingdom is very narrow. It's very hilly. You will follow me on that narrow road. Bumpy road. But there is another broad road. Very broad. But if you must follow me, there are things you must deny yourself. There are things you must let go. Those worldly things that Satan is always introducing. Introducing, introducing. So you must deny yourself. For whosoever shall save his life shall lose it. You want to save your life? Man of God, because of the crowd, you won't tell them the truth. Because of the position, you won't tell the truth. You can have the crowd, but you lose your position in heaven. You can carry all those worldly things you need to enjoy life on earth, but you lose your position in my kingdom. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake, deny yourself all the comfort of the world, the worldly things. Stick unto the things I provide for you, the needful things from my kingdom. If you do that for my sake and for the gospel's sake and tell my children the truth, you shall be saved. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? <laughs> or what shall a man give in exchange of his soul? What shall I give? What can I use to bribe my way? I have billions of euros, billions, trillions of dollars, I have different foreign accounts everywhere. I can bribe Jesus. I can bribe the angels. They will open up and wait for me to enter heaven. I can give them this to, in the exchange of my soul so that they will open doors of heaven for me. He said, what? Those earthly crown, earthly recognition, honor everywhere. And the best of everything in this world, in my office, I'm the best everywhere. 
But I deny the things of Christ. In my home everywhere, certificates everywhere. I don't even have space to have my certificate again. The honor, the titles, the crown I've won. Can I give this in exchange for my soul? You made names on earth. You had this. This is life, man. But once you close your eye, I'm going to take this oxygen. In that second, you won't be struggling for air. You won't even remember all those things. That's it. Whosoever therefore shall be ashamed of me and of my words in this adulterous and sinful generation, of him also shall the Son of Man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his Father with the holy angels. He said, Whosoever shall confess me before men, whom shall I confess before my Father in heaven? And whosoever shall deny me before men, whom shall I deny before my Father in heaven? Many are denying the Lord today because of earthly enticement. What shall it profit us? If we shall gain the whole beauty crown on earth, have countless worldly fashion, we lose our souls in hell. What shall it profit us? If you see people are looking for husband, people are looking for wife, people are looking for children, people are looking for different things. They even go into the court, they go into the marine, we shall have to have husband, to have wife, to have children, to have money, the key, do this thing. What shall it profit you if you have 100 husbands today? If you have 100 wives, if you have 1,000 children, what shall it profit you? Go ask Solomon, the man who tested it all, the man who had 400 wives and children concubines, 1,000 altogether, but he turned around and said, all is what? Vanity upon vanity. What shall it profit you if you have the fattest back accounts? What shall it profit you if you declare the weirdest man, women on earth, and still lose your soul? What shall we give in exchange for our souls? Whatever we have on earth, acquired on earth, cannot bribe our way to heaven. The currency of the kingdom of God is faith. The currency we use in Nigeria is Naira. In America, dollar. In United Kingdom, pounds. In Europe, euro. Naira cannot be acceptable in United States. Europe in other kingdoms, so also will other currencies not be acceptable in the kingdom of God. Different kingdoms have different constitutions. The earth has its natural rules. The heaven has its supernatural rules. The rules in heaven, they are different from the rules on earth. The various nations or kingdoms of the world have its constitutions or rules. Any attempt to enforce Nigerian constitution in the United States or Europe will be in vain. Is that not true? You will either be denied access, arrested, judged, or deported. You cannot come to Nigeria and begin to enforce American constitution in Nigeria. It will not work. If you try that, they just pick you up and deport you straight. If this scenario is true, the question this morning is, why are Christians cooperating with the devil to enforce the rules of constitution of the kingdom of the world in the kingdom of God? Why are we cooperating with the devil and enforcing his own rules in the kingdom of God? The Lord said there must be moderation in the church of the living God. The altar and the house of God must be the altar and house of holiness and love. There must be purity. He said, be the hour coming and now is when the true worshippers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For the Father seeketh such. God is a spirit. And those that worship him must worship him in spirit and in what? Truth. We must clear our minds one by one. We must remove charms and idols from our minds. Carnality must die. Flesh must die. A highly rated man of God called the Apostle Paul declared and said, I die daily. There are things in me that must die daily. 
even as an apostle, he acknowledged that there were situations in his life that needed to give way so that Christ would be glorified in his life. He said, I find myself doing what I wouldn't want to do. And the things I want to do, I find myself not doing them. It is time for us to make our preferences. We must make our preference right. We must decide what we want in life. The Lord said, dress and matters a lot. Come with me to First Peter. First Peter chapter 2, verse 9. Say, so, but you are a chosen generation. The Lord has chosen us. Why are we rejecting the God that has chosen us? Because of what we are. He said again, you are a royal priesthood. Are you seeing that? A royal priesthood. We are members of the royal family of God. Let us make a man in our image and what? Likeness. So we are created in divine royalty. We look like God. We have the same stature. The little is bigger. We are his little ones. When Jesus Christ came, he came just like us. Two legs, two hands, same body organs. Hello. God is God of royalty. So we are members of the royal family. That is who God has made us to be. We don't even have the option to accept anything that would deny us that divine royalty. Immediately that, if rejected him, they lost access to that divine royalty. He said again, unholy nation. He has made us unholy nation. He preferred us, made us unholy nation, made us people of holiness. Our God is holy. People of holiness, church of holiness, kingdom of holiness. It's a peculiar people. Made us peculiar. Unique set of people. Unique set of people to do what? That you should show forth the praise of him who had called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. Because we are created, anointed to show for the praises of Christ. His grace, his mercy and love for delivering us, for liberating us, for setting us free from darkness into his marvelous light. He's a God of signs and wonders, so we are called to display his signs and wonders. He's a God of authority. We are called to exercise his authority. God of dominion. We are called to exercise dominion, to rule, to reign. So when we begin to walk in his light, we begin to manifest those attributes that are in him. That's why he said, you have got little children. Those attributes that are in him, they are in us. We have God. That's what God does, we can do. Verse 10. Question time passed, we are not a people, but are now the people of God. Before, we are not accepted, rejected. But when Jesus came and paid the price, we became people of God. He said, which had not obtained mercy, we had a mercy before. But when he shed his blood for us, he said, but now have obtained mercy, we receive that mercy. We are qualified to enjoy that mercy, grace and love of Christ. Why are we denying ourselves of God's mercy and rejecting his kingdom because of the fashion of the world? The Lord says it's not proper for us to wear attachment with us and weeks and be casting our demons when we're already in possession of his properties. The devil will not go. They say the devil won't go. He said, you can't be coming in for deliverance when you are fortified with the devil's properties all over your body. He said, many fortify themselves with demonic properties of withdrawn attachment, weeks, paintedness, artificialness, women on trousers, different kinds of masks, paintings, mascaras on their faces and bodies. 
You cannot be wearing low dress, transparent wears, trousers that exposes vital parts of your bodies. And they will tell you that Christianity is in the mind. He said, that is totally the lies of the devil. Christianity is not in the mind. The Lord said, God is interested in our spirit, soul, and body. He's interested in the inward and outward aspect of our lives. If you look clean inward without looking clean outward, you might not make eternity in heaven. If you still look clean outward and dirty inside, one will be denied access to heaven. We must look clean inward and outward. We must refuse and reject the doctrine of the world that Christianity is in the mind because what you see can corrupt your mind and land you in hell. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. What the eye sees goes to the mind and the mouth voices it out. I pray that the Lord will not allow the devil to land us in hell in Jesus' name. There is no compromise in the kingdom of God. We are serving the God of holiness. Holiness is the nature of our God. He said, let who have ears hear what the Spirit is saying. The children of God here, and as many as under the sound of my voice, must be ready to go for the kingdom of God's standard. We shouldn't be interested in different church or religious standard of the world. No. He has one standard. The Lord said, these play bodies must be properly closed. No transparent wears. It's not encouraging females to wear trousers here. He said, no weak on attachment, makeups. He said, what shall it profit us if we acquire all these things in, maybe we have different containers in the warehouses, countless warehouses. We have them filled with all these worldly materials and lose our souls in hair. If we have these things and lose our souls in hair. What I see, you don't see. What I hear, you don't hear. When I'm conducting deliverance, we get to a certain level where the person you are conducting deliverance is seeing the devil. He's seen the kingdom of God. He's seen the kingdom of the devil. He's seen the devil. The devil is resisting the person's deliverance. And the person wants to be delivered. You know the first thing the devil tells them? You want deliverance. You want to run away from me? How can you run away from me? Look at your hair. That thing in the head, that attachment, the devil who has it. That queen of the sea is wearing it. All the makeup you are wearing, bang, the queen of the coast is wearing it. He said, you want to run away from me. How can you run away from me when you're having my property? That is when you begin to see these people as at that time they hold their hair, that attachment. They will draw it as if it's waterproof they want to tear off. If we don't hold them, they can pull up their own head, their head. Because at that time they don't know what is happening. They will just be tearing. They want to pull up their head, their attachment. That is what they are doing. They want to tear, but they cannot tear that attachment without it being loosed. In the present, if you're not there, they can kill themselves. They could draw it until the thing will affect their head. And Lord said, you see, my children do not know that the enemy is bringing all this fashion. Fashion. Because he wants to use it to destroy them. You know what the Lord told me? The Lord said, there are so many wonderful children that are in hell. My children that are in hell, they served me faithfully, but they were not told the truth. And even where they were told, they refused. He said, many people did not commit sin on earth. They live for him. But what happened is that many of them, when they died, their attachment on their hair, denied them access to heaven. Attachment took them to hell. I don't know whether you have had stories of people that died and came back. Have you had their stories? Most of them, when they tell us what they saw and what God said, they should come and tell the world. Some of them will be laughing. 
Those things are not joke. Those stories are true. They thank God to them. Come and tell the world. They nearly missed it. The grace brought them back. And the Lord said, tell my children. What you owe them is to tell them the truth. I'm not going to force anybody. Some of them say, after all, I will go to another church. Go to another church. Is God not there? What is different between you and unbelievers? The Lord said, tell my children. Do your work. Tell them. Because that day, I will stand and I will tell them, my son, Pastor Ezekiel, preached it. I will tell them the different places where they have gone and they were told, I'm doing my work. I will not force anybody. But it's important to tell you the truth so that you begin to look for how to get out from that evil grip of the devil. God will make a way for us in Jesus' name. The Lord said there must be spiritual and physical neatness. Neatness is important unto God. We must make good. Body order, mouth order must be addressed. Hmm, you see, this girl is too much. He said, body order, mouth order irritates and denies one favor physically. He said, body order, mouth order denies one favor physically. It's a fact. If you come to me, want me to give you a contract and you are smelling, <laughs> I will decide you within a second. I won't give you that contract. Spiritually, that is what happens to Blessings will be run away. The world say, cleanness is next to what? The world proverb. The proverb of the cleanness is next to godliness. So if the world recognizing cleanness, what do you think that God says about cleanness? Don't just move anyhow. No, it's wrong. Smell anyhow. When you're talking, you must be neat. You must smell good. Get mouthwash. Raise your mouth two times or three times. We are people in the spiritual public service. So, we, our work is to talk. So, from time to time, raise your mouth. Get mouthwash. Put it in your face. Put it at home. So that when you talk to people, you smell good. You have to look neat. We must be neat for God. Amen? Amen. This irritates. It hinders blessings. It drives away our destiny helpers from coming our ways because they've been in a hurry to discharge or get rid of one. The world says cleanliness is next to godliness. If the world accepts this proverb, what are we doing about that? Our heads must be neat. Heads must be neat. If there is no money to take care of them, just make sure they are neat until money comes for you to organize yourself. Properly covered. We must not allow any other to be noticed from the crown of our head to the soles of our feet. Because the word of God says we are the temple of who? God. His message of life. It's message of the kingdom. It's message of preparation. What shall it profit us if we wear the whole parasuits called fashion? And in the last day, they say, because of what you use money to buy, cannot allow you to enter heaven. You serve God. You did the work of God well. You sponsored the church. You did everything good. And they say, that thing you bought with your money is what is denying you access after all the good works you've done. What will you say? Because everything will be done with moderation. Do everything with moderation. It's equally painful to see parents giving money to their children to buy things they will put on that will bring destruction onto them. That is what is happening spiritually. Most of us are equipping our children. We begin to sow into the minds of these children negative ideas. They begin to become conscious of themselves as queen and angels. Before you know it, bam, marine people enters into them. They are initiated. 
God will deliver us. Amen. This morning, the Lord is asking a question. Come with the book of Romans, chapter 8, verse 35. Who shall separate us from the love of Christ? What is it that is so strong enough to separate us from the love of God? From the love of his kingdom? It says, shall tribulation, or distress, or persecution, or famine, or nakedness, or peril, or sword, difficulties of life, is it enough to separate us from the love of Christ? Our wisdom, our wigs, our makeups, our fashion, is it enough to separate us from the love of God? Is it enough for us to say, we'll not serve this God again because he said we should not wear this kind of thing? No, he is doing us a favor by telling us what the enemy is planning to hinder us from entering and being with him in eternity. He's doing us a favor. He said, at his written, 36, for they say we are killed all the day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. He said, nay, in all these things, we are more than conquerors through him that loved us. For I'm persuaded that neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of Christ which is in Christ Jesus our Lord. What is it that is good enough to separate us from the love of God? This point, what choice are you ready to make? What choice are we ready to make? In the book of John chapter 10, John chapter 10 verse 27, he said, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. My sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Those who are his sheep will hear his voice today. And I pray you'll be amongst his sheep. He said they will follow me. And because they follow me, I will give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My father which gave them me is greater than all because they are following me. And no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hand. I and my father are one. As long as they are in my hands, nobody can pluck them out of our hands. The Lord is talking to his sheep this morning. Amen. He said, you are an overcomer. Amen. In Ephesians chapter 4, he said, you are of God, little children, and overcome the world. You are an overcomer. You are of God. Amen. That is why any situation the enemy brings to distract us, the avatar will focus on God, will overcome. Amen. By hearing the voice of the Lord. He said, that shall remember the Lord that God, for it is he that gave the power to create wealth. God gave us money to enjoy. We will not allow that money God has given to us to be what will send us to hell. Amen. We must overcome. Amen. And walk in obedience. This morning, I want everyone to rise up to your feet and begin to declare in agreement with your mouth and with your heart that you are ready to conform to God's standard for you and make heaven eventually. He said, with the heart, man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. This morning, I begin to talk to the Lord that we have heard the message. Father, we have heard the message. This message is message of life for me. As far as I'm concerned, Father, this message is the message of life for us. Father, give me the strength. 
Grant us the strength. Amen. Grant us the enablement. Amen. Grant us the empowerment. Amen. To begin to walk in obedience to what we have spoken this morning. We receive that grace, Lord. Your grace is sufficient for us to walk in obedience. We receive your mercy. Amen. Let your mercy prevail. Amen. And guide us. Amen. Let your mercy prevail over our past disobedience. And we ask for your grace to move forward. To walk according to your direction. Oh, we are your sheep. We will hear your voice. And because we will hear your voice, you will take us into eternity. Amen. We will serve you on this earth. Amen. We will walk in agreement. Amen. To your commandment. Amen. So that at the end, Father, we will be with you unto eternity. Amen. We thank you, Lord. Right now, for those of us who are not giving their life to Christ, we have the opportunity right now. They begin to talk to the Lord. You came up, cool, cool. Begin to talk to the Lord. That you are ready right now to serve in spirit and truth. Let him receive you. Rewrite your name from the book of death unto the book of life. And for those of you who are already born again, but our life does not reflect the life of Christians, let us pray for his mercy. In all ways, we offended him. In words, in actions, in thoughts, Father, we ask for thy mercy. Give us, yes, another chance to make amends and to right our ways. We repent, Lord. We surrender this morning. Come and have your way in our lives. Oh, yes. But I thank you for your mercy. We worship you. We glorify you. Thank you for your grace. Thank you for the grace that has gone with your word. Thank you for your grace that is available for us this morning. The grace to confirm with your word. The grace to walk in conformity. The grace to escape that evil devices of the enemy. The grace to walk in accordance with your kingdom, doctrines, and principles and rules. Thank you for that wonderful grace. We ask for grace for obedience. Grace for us to humble ourselves. To accept your commandment this morning. Not to revolt against you. We receive that grace, Lord. Amen. That every mind that have received and had this message, Father, will be blessed. Amen. Will be blessed. Amen. That none will miss heaven. Amen. That by reason of this message, we will escape that evil pit of hell. Amen. So that we will be with you unto eternity. Amen. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. We thank you for listening to the Anointed Word of Life by Pastor Ezekiel Chima of Anointed Assembly International Ministry. You can reach us at number 7A, Awoni Yelemo Street, Ajao Estate, off International Airport Road, Lagos, or regiaradio.com. For prayer and counseling, please call plus 234-703-668-7445. May God richly bless you.